0: Kristen Taylor, thank you so much, man, for coming on my show. It's awesome. Thank you
1: guys for having me. It's been awesome so far, and I've only been here like half an hour. (laughs) Thank you guys for welcoming me. Of course, man.
0: Well, tell us a little about yourself. I know you're a model, actor musician as well. Yeah. What uh? What am I missing anything
1: in that list? No, you, you pretty much got Nailed everything. Uh, just modeling, I uh, dabble in acting, I'm a musician since I was little. Those mm-hmm. are pretty much the three big things.
0: We'll start with uh, your time as a musician. What, yeah. what was like the first instrument you picked up? The first instrument I picked right. up was guitar
1: when I was seven. Wow. Uh, I actually did it in middle school because not a whole bunch of girls like me. <laughs> uh, and I was like, maybe if I play guitar, then girls will like me. And then uh-huh. uh just kind of learned. Didn't work. <laughs> but... <laughs> It was definitely life-changing for sure. Right,
0: right. What was it mm-hmm. about, like, picking up the guitar that made you think, wow, maybe this is something I want to do for the rest of my life?
1: I think it was just the way it feels because it's kind of like anything in life. Like, the more you practice, the better you get. Mm-hmm. And with the guitar, for me, it kind of feels like an extension of myself. So it just, And it's really a creative output for me too as well. Like, it feels like with instruments in general and songwriting, like, it just feels like, it's something that I love doing and it's just bringing inward parts of me outwards for everyone to enjoy
0: right well tell me about some of the success you found with um, you know your music I know you've gotten yeah. a lot of streams I saw the, your like artist profile from Spotify oh yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, gone yeah. down a little bit it's been a while <laughs> since
1: I posted anything uh, but I hit like third 15,000 listeners a month or something wow. like, way back in 2018 or something I got verified on Google for my music and like genius and uh, I've been in some magazines about, like, my music, so that's pretty cool. But That was a little yeah. while ago.
0: That's sick. What, what magazines do you remember?
1: Uh, Voyage Denver 303 Magazine. Nice. That's sick, mm-hmm. man. Shout <laughs> out to them. <laughs> right, right.
0: Well, what, what, kind of, what kind of music do you make? I can have my editor. will throw some of your music probably, maybe uh, even at the intro. What, yeah. what, what's your favorite song that you're like, yeah, go check this one probably out? Probably Love know?
1: Scene. That's the only one of my songs that people listen to. Love Scene? Yeah, that's by far the most streams. But uh, I think that one's my favorite. To describe my music, it's probably kind of like an alternative pop rock. Right, yeah, what kinda. are some of your influences? Sean Mendez, love that dude. Hell yeah. Uh, I love Sean Mendes. I like a lot of boy band type stuff, like Zayn Malik, Harry Styles, uh, Bazi and Khalid are probably like my big ones, Black Bear. Nice. What mm-hmm. is
0: it about their music that resonates with you, you think?
1: I feel like it's just very, uh, it's very catchy. Yeah. Like at the, at the very basic, it's very catchy and like it flows very well and everyone kind of enjoys it. It's not like music people are like, oh, I hate that song. It's very much like, oh, like a general audience enjoys this and like it's right. easy to listen to. And I think just kind of growing up, I listened to, like, a lot of boy band stuff, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> so I think that kind of influenced, like, my music growing up. That's sick, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I
0: definitely you. have, like, kind of a weird taste of music, you know. I yeah. like some crazy stuff. But mm-hmm. I definitely dabble yeah. in the pop. Like, Charlie XEX. I listen to quite oh, a bit. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's, yeah. like, she's awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. I went and saw her live a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah was that, was that was, the Pepsi Center? Uh, no, it was at the Fillmore, actually. It was, it was oh, a smaller Fillmore, show, yeah. 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 Oh. oh, yeah, she did open up at the Pepsi for, like, uh I want to say some some other pop artists too yeah Uh, but i've never been into pop but i'll definitely mm. listen to more of your stuff because the stuff i did hear when i was going through it was like wow that that actually like has like high production value you know you have some like real songwriting chops like it's not Mm -hmm. just like repeated pop stuff we've heard for the past 20 years Yeah, thank you i appreciate it i
1: actually do the production myself wow oh and then i also work with like a couple different producers for like mixing and mastering and just like vocal editing
0: and stuff. right that's that's always been the hardest part for me. I kind of like dabble in music writing on my phone mm. here and there and like got able to my computer, but the oh, mixing yeah, part, mixing parts hard, man. Oh yeah. Just yeah. lots of YouTube videos, just right. keep, keep watching them. Have you have you dabbled in the mixing and mastering process much?
1: Yeah, it's uh that's definitely the hardest part because it's it's literally the final step. It's like getting that right is super important and that's why I kind of outsource it to other people because I trust them more than myself. Right. Like as far as instrument production and songwriting I just do it myself, but then for, like, the most important parts, I'll outsource them. So you started with guitar. What other, Do you play any other instruments now? Yeah, I play guitar, piano, drums, bass, uh, and production, I guess, nice. if that counts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in production, you you, like, get in there and, like, actually, like, change the sounds and pitches and, like, yeah. distortion and stuff like that? What, what 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 else do you do in terms of the production? Because my knowledge of it is mm. kind of minimal, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, I like the EQ... Uh, a lot of, like, the different timing and then just uh, finding different sounds and, like, using the different built-in. I use Logic Pro X. Okay. So, it's got, like, a lot of different uh, resources to use within the actual, uh, um, what's it called? It's a digital audio, uh, audio. Yeah,
0: like the DAW. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, what's the full right. sound? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, just a whole bunch of different sounds and just kind of creating my own vibe within the song.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. So then you, how do you, how do you approach pop then? Cause then you, it's like I said, you know, it is something that's been tread on before for decades. Like how do you approach it with a new ear?
1: I think it's uh, I love pop. And then I also grew up listening to like a lot of different alternative type stuff and like rock pop, pop rock, like all time low. And like, so I think a lot of pop nowadays doesn't generally have a ton of instruments in it. So I try to incorporate multiple instruments, kind of like Shawn Mendes, how he incorporates like rock style guitars and then like different pianos. Uh, So, I think that kind of helps me just kind of mixing the genres together to create my own sound.
0: Have you done any like uh, big live shows
1: at all? Oh, nothing too crazy. I've played like a different, a couple different venues within Colorado. I played in England for a little bit. That was kind of sick. Nice. Uh, But besides that, nothing, nothing too crazy. How was it playing in England? That sounds pretty cool. It's a, (laughs) it's a crazy experience. They, they love just going hard over there. Right. And, uh, some other stuff I can't say, but <laughs> it's 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 so it's such a different vibe over there with the people. Right, like they're very uh, they're very upbeat and just hype all the time. Like yeah. you'll sing a song, they'll just go crazy, start <laughs> jumping over stuff. It's I love it.
0: That's super funny. Yeah, yeah, I've I haven't really traveled a lot, but you've basically traveled all over the world, right? What's uh, oh, a few different places yeah. so far? Let's hear. What what place have you been?
1: Yeah, I've been like uh, lots of different places in the U.S., like the the big ones: Cali, Florida, Nevada. I've also been to, like, Mexico, Bahamas, uh, Philippines this year. Shout out to them. I'll yeah. be back soon. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I was born in England, so I guess that's a pretty big one. I visited a couple times. I got some family living there. But those are the big ones I've been to. Nice. So so you were born in England? Yeah, I was born that's in cool. England. So when did, when did you move uh, to Colorado? I think I was, like, a year or two, so I missed out on the cool British accent. <laughs> but that's right. Okay.
0: Right. Did you have to go through anything like in terms of like changing citizenship or that? Were your parents yeah. already American citizens or how did that all play out?
1: Yeah, they were American. Uh, I, I believe my dad was for sure. And then my mom got went through the process to get dual citizenship. Right. And then I also became a dual citizen, but I think that expired when I turned 20 or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So I had to get a new passport, which is just fully American now. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so you didn't really spend much time in Britain, but so you grew up in Denver, right? You kind of, how was your mm-hmm. childhood? Was it. Uh, you know, weird. Did you have good parents and a good upbringing and all that?
1: Yeah, I definitely had a great upbringing. My parents, uh, definitely te- taught me a lot of great values growing up. Right. Uh, just kind of just the standard ones, golden rule, whatever, but I, they definitely did a great job with me and my siblings. I got two of them and um, we all turned up pretty all right, but right. my childhood was not super eventful. I had some good friends, just played some music We'd always sneak off during lunch and just write songs and just kind of jam on the guitar and yeah. drums in middle school. So that was fun.
0: Nice. Yeah, you mentioned you were, didn't really get like a ton of attention from girls, right? Yeah. Were you kind of like a nerdy music kid? You know. I
1: was. I was like kind of kind of chubby, short, uh, like glasses, braces, weird hair, like just the weird quiet music kid growing up. Right. So, but that that changed a little bit. So I'm kind I'm happy with that because it definitely made me appreciate what I have become and my progression. Yeah.
0: What what sort was there like a catalyst at all for you to sort of look at everything and be like, all right, I'm gonna start, you know, hitting the gym and really mm. taking my like personal brand really serious and like mm. when what what sort of like started that?
1: I think it was definitely my transition into high school, uh, because in my like middle and elementary school kind of stages, I was very I grew up in like a I think it's called a private school, or it's like a charter school, yeah,
0: like an independent school.
1: Yeah, it was like yeah. a GT school, so like everyone there was kind of one way. And then I kind of didn't want to be that way anymore because, you know, when you're a teen, you're like, I want to find out who I am. I still don't right. know who I am. but Yeah. Uh, but just growing up, I think the catalyst was definitely high school, just going from a very small school, class of, like, 25, graduating to, like, a school of 500 in my class. Wow. So I think that was the catalyst. It just kind of made me want to discover, like, more about myself and just kind of expand upon what I already have and just kind of just learn and grow. so I th- And that's why I started working out and, like – more into sports, and then also continuing my music at the same time.
0: Yeah, you took your music sort of more seriously through high school, and then you said, like, 2015 was a big year for you in music, or?
1: Yeah, 2015 and 20, I, I actually think it was 2016. Uh, that's, <laughs> the Catalyst was actually this girl I used to talk to, and she was kind of the inspiration behind, like, a lot of my music and my songwriting. Usually and is a girl, huh? It, it <laughs> always is. That that one girl, yep, man. that one girl. Yeah, yeah. but uh, because of her, I'm very thankful for, every like, things didn't end. Super well. Right. Uh, But I am still thankful for those memories and experiences because they definitely paved the path for my life. And I'm very happy with where I'm at now.
0: Yeah, man. It makes you who you are. You know, even bad experiences, good experience. You have to take them for what they are. You know, Mm. I didn't have a great life growing up, but I look at the great stuff that happened. I look at the great people that Mm. were there and you just got to keep those things tight.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you're doing great now. So it's like trying to (laughs) It's the challenges that make us who we are. You know, if life was just easy from the beginning, we'd just be like docile and dormant.
0: Right, right. Let's talk a little more about your modeling then. Yeah. How did how did you get into like modeling, influencing, like um, acting as well? How did that all come onto your radar?
1: That's actually a good segue because it was because of my music. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I usually just kind of, uh, from my like album artwork, I just kind of have like cartoony pictures. Right. On uh, my friend Jackson Huffman, I went to, uh, I actually grew up playing baseball with him when we were like five or something. Uh, and then he went to my high school. He's a photographer. He's like, hey, man, you want to shoot some pictures for your music? And I was like, "Uh, not really. (laughs) And then he's like, come on, man, let's do it. And I was like, sure, whatever. So I guess that was like my first kind of introduction into modeling. And I had no clue what I was doing. It was a couple of years ago. But I think that uh, the first time with him just kind of sparked something in me, like a passion. Sounds kind of cheesy, but like Disney. (laughs) It really did. Like I just loved being behind the camera. And it made me feel confident and it made me feel like. Or
0: you were in front of the camera,
1: right? Oh, yeah, 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 in front of the yeah, camera. As I say, I would feel confident behind <laughs> the camera, but in front yeah. of a camera, I'm like, oh,
0: I don't know about that. You never <laughs> you know. know. you
1: got to practice. It's
0: true. It's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think just being uh, in front of the camera, not behind. Yeah, it, right. Yeah, just kind of it, it kinda ignited something within me, and it was like this feels like something I love doing. And from that day, like I would just DM like 10 to 15 photographers a day just wanting to collab and just working on my portfolio just to kind of expand my horizons and just see like what I look good in uh, what I need to improve on myself, like different styles, different outfits, different like concepts. And I think just kind of just going through that, just have, I was at the point where I had like six shoots a week Wow! and it just like, I loved it from yeah. that first day. And then uh, from there, I just kind of kept growing and growing just kind of building my portfolio and just working on different concepts and styles. And then uh, my agency that I'm currently with Empire Mercator, they reached out to me and they're like, Hey, would you like to come to the Philippines? And cause I might have a family history with modeling. And they knew my parents. Oh, really? Yeah. So your parent, both of your parents or? Uh, My dad was a really big model in the 90s. And my mom was an actress all over like Europe and Asia. Wow. Yeah. What kind of stuff did they do? Uh, my dad, he was actually number one in commercial print and runway in the Philippines. Wow. And he would travel to like Singapore and Japan and Korea and like kind of all over.
0: So male runway modeling, that's pretty, yeah. have you have you done any of that? Following Sort of yet. in his
1: footsteps? I was supposed to this oh. year. Oh. This close, but it'll, it's just being postponed. Yeah,
0: you know, exactly. Like, yeah, COVID's mm. just pushing everything back a yeah, little bit. Exactly. In other ways, it's kind of fast forwarding <clears throat> things, you know, like, like push to online and stuff. And yeah. That's why I think people like you who have like this built-in base already and you've sort of been nurturing this community online, mm. you know, that's you're like super prepared for what's going to come, I think in the next year or two because oh, everything's okay. going digital, you know. Yeah. Everyone's looking online, more people are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube than ever before. Oh yeah. You know, so if you can have an in that other people don't Mm. then you're, like, already ahead of the game.
1: I actually never thought about that. Oh, yeah. Because this year has actually taught me a lot about, like, online stuff because I've been going hard on social media, like we kind of discussed before the podcast. Uh, And just, like, learning just to kind of adapt. And, like, I've grown so much this year. So, like, in a way, I'm very thankful for the struggles this year.
0: Right. Yeah, same, honestly. Looking at this, like, I used to – before I worked at this job, the Media Lab, I was bartending and just making, like, crazy money, you know, Mm -hmm. like working – 25 hours a week you know pulling in thousand dollars it was like easy you know but yeah then covid hit and all this happened Mm -hmm. unemployed and It really sort of pushed me to say, you know, maybe the easy money Mm. isn't the right route and I should really sort of focus on my dream because not only will I have more passion there, but there's potential for way more money. Oh, yeah. So,
1: and like if you love doing it, like money doesn't even matter at that point because like you're happy doing what you love to do, you know?
0: Right. Well, I definitely, definitely do love money. I do (laughs) love money. Can't argue with (laughs) that. You know, I definitely, no matter what my passion is, like. I guess overall, I would just love to, like, be in a room and just watch movies and mm. just, like, critique them. Like, if I could do that, that's, like, dream that job. Be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But What's I'm, your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Mm, probably The Holy Mountain, I would have to say. I haven't seen that one. Check it out. It's kind of trippy. Do you like mm. Do you like kind of weird, trippy movies like I do, that? like yeah.
1: Inception and stuff like that. It's
0: definitely a little trippy. Yeah, mm. <laughs> definitely check out uh, Holy Mountain. I also like 2001 A Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, Kubrick's, that's a good one. Magnum Obis. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm. What, what about you? What kind of movies you take? Uh, my
1: favorite's The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, yeah. yeah. That movie's just so, like, it's directed amazing. The acting, the production, the even the score from, like, Hans Zimmer and right. the writing. Like, everything about it's just amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, the acting is crazy. And, like, Heath oh, Ledger. R.I.P. Man. Yeah, you can never forget him.
1: Mm. Never. Yeah. And, like, you know you're an amazing actor when people remember you for, like, decades after. And you're, like, seen as the Joker. Yeah. Like that's just incredible. You should check out Brokeback Mountain too. He Oh, in him in that, yeah. yeah so good. Mm. <laughs> so He's good. amazing, man. Yeah.
0: But uh did you did you see Tenet, Christopher Nolan's movie? I haven't, seen, movie? It I haven't seen it either. Let's go watch it, man. <laughs> yeah, we
1: should we should. <laughs> Let's put it on, on the T V right there. Put it on the TV.
0: Mm. Oh, Get copyrighted. Funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh what uh have you done any like ad work at all in
1: for yeah, your modeling? I've and done acting. Um, quite a bit of like ad work like commercials for various things like uh different, like, e-commerce stuff, um, REI, those scooters downtown. Like right. Small Calvin Klein print ad. Uh, just, like, a lot of various stuff, watches, lunchboxes.
0: Yeah, what's it like doing doing work for those big brands, you know? Because that's kind of a lot of uh, pressure.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the first time I had, like, a big thing. I think I was 19, and it was one of my first shoots. And it was, it was very nerve-wracking because there was, like, a whole staff of, like, 10 people and, like, makeup and, like, costume and like three people on lights so it was it but then like after years I'm not old by any means but after a couple years of doing it feels like more natural now like Mm -hmm. it feels like you just you know you have the skill I guess to look good in pictures you got the look yeah you got the look you got like the poses down it's like you just kind of go through what you already naturally do right and I definitely feel way more comfortable now for
0: sure yeah tell me about the skill like in terms of posing like what what sort of like do you do any like like pre-work before going into like Mm. a big shoe in terms of like thinking about what kind of poses you might do or like what does that look like
1: oh yeah for sure it's like hours and hours of practicing in the mirror like really when i first started out i would literally practice at least an hour a day and then uh sometimes if i know i'm shooting with a specific product or like a like a jacket or a a certain accessory i definitely practice like what looks good in different angles and just different poses just to get a different variation Instead of just doing the same thing like fifty times,
0: you know? right? Do do you visualize sort of what the picture is gonna look like in your head, or
1: yeah, I think it's also helped just getting hundreds and hundreds of pictures back, right? And kind of critiquing them every time, just like oh, I could have, like looked mm. a certain way or like moved my eyes or face or hands or whatever, just kind of continually just getting better. Are you are you a pretty big critique of yourself? Like oh you're not, yeah, 100%. You're Not happy with your work too much. Hundred percent. I'm not. I'm very much like nothing's ever good enough for me. Uh, not in, like, necessarily a bad way, but just, like, I always constantly want to improve, so I'm never really happy with where I'm at.
0: Right. So what does is, what is success look like for you? Like, what is the, you know, retirement end goal? Like, all right, you know, that. All right, now I'm successful. You know, okay, I've made it. What that does that look like?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> I'm the sort of person who's, like, even if I was the... I wouldn't be. But the top model in the entire world, like, I still don't think I'd be kind of happy with where I'm at. Right. It kind of makes me think, like, Kobe or Tom Brady, because we were talking about sports earlier. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady's obviously... I don't know, it's a, it's a debate, <laughs> but he's a very amazing... He's the most player. winningest quarterback, for <laughs> sure, we, we could say that. There's no that's, debating that. That's a safe <laughs> way to say I don't <laughs> want to offend anyone. But like with Tom Brady and Kobe, they're considered the greatest of all time at the yeah. sports they play, Tiger Woods, whatever. Yeah. But like they're still not happy, Like they want to continually win. And, like, I think even if Tom Brady or Kobe had won, like, 50 championships, they'd still be, like, I'm not happy yet. That's not 51. <laughs> it's not 51. Yeah, 50 is an even number, like, yeah. so close to 60. Yeah, so I don't necessarily know what it would look like for me personally. Maybe just, like, get to a point where I'm fully confident in myself so it wouldn't necessarily be, like, measured in something, like, attainable but more, like, within myself right. or internal.
0: Well, let's double back a little bit, because uh, you said your mom was a pretty big actress. Was yeah, that right? she was an actress. Yeah, it's all over, like, Europe <laughs> and stuff. What kind of things did she act in?
1: Uh, just a lot of movies. Uh, my dad was more on the commercial side. But my mom was, like, mostly strictly in movies. Right, anything that,
0: like, American audiences would have seen, or is no. it sort of no.
1: I couldn't. They're in different languages a lot of right, times. Right, right. So I, I couldn't even. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> tell you, That's man. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: what was it like coming up, uh, being raised in Denver, Colorado, you know, and spending mm. you spent most of your life here then? Yeah,
1: like 95% of my right. life. It's been a great experience. Like, I'm not, we were saying we're not a big fans of the cold. Right. But, like, yeah. it definitely makes you appreciate the warm a lot more. Yeah. And, like, there are a lot of great things in Colorado, and I'm very thankful for my friends and family. And, like, I think if I had lived somewhere else, I might have not had the same opportunities as I do today. So I'm very thankful, like, growing up here. And uh, lots of gifted photographers and videographers and people like you have yeah. given me the opportunity to be able to do what I love. So I'm yeah. very
0: thankful. And there's a lot of great artists like you, you know, yeah. out here in Colorado, just working and grinding away. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah. Everyone's doing a great job in Colorado. So yeah. shout out 303.
0: Yeah. Right. hundred mm. percent. Yeah. And it's crazy how like, you know, photography and video, cause it used to be just, you know, big cities, New York and LA is mm. pretty much where everything happened, but with the, you know, technology becoming increasingly more affordable and increasingly mm. smaller. You could do like giant video productions. You could set up this podcast studio, you yeah. know. We got four lights just hanging from mm-hmm. got some like little cameras here, you know. It's crazy yeah. what you can do now.
1: It's awesome. This is such a nice space too by a side yeah. note. Like <laughs> it just feels very professional and very welcoming at the same oh, time. Oh thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah, we spent a little time on this. <laughs> it's very nice. Well tell me tell me a little more, uh Calvin Klein, right? That was one of the brands you worked yeah, with. Yeah, it was just a really talk small local Talk to me, yeah, talk to me about it. Yeah.
1: That was actually I think I was nineteen at the time. And it was my first shoot with a girl, oh, so wow. I was very, very nervous, right. and uh, I was obviously in my underwear, <laughs> and, uh, so I, and it was cold in there, and I was like, <laughs> man, and there was like fif- 10, 15 people on the staff, uh, Yeah. and it was like a crazy experience, because before that, I just shot with like friends mostly, right. but just going from that to like a, not by any means big, but like a known brand for like a very small brand, yeah. like I don't even know if it was in anything. Right. But just to be able to experience that, like very early in my career, was very life changing. I was like, "This is awesome," and I loved every second of it. So, yeah.
0: Right, tell me more about. Uh, so, what was the talent agency, the modeling agency you work with?
1: Yeah, they're called Empire.
0: Empire. Tell me about like the process that you went through, sort of like, because they they reached out to you. You said,
1: yeah, it was it was like semi mutual. Yeah. Uh, because I have a lot of friends. Oh, or my my family has like a lot of family friends within like the agencies in Asia. Uh, and, like, a lot of big directors and designers are very close friends with my family. Yeah. Uh, so just having those connections really kind of helped me seal it because it's very, it's obviously a very big global agency. And I'm very thankful to be a part of that because, like, it's, it's insane just going from, like, shooting with my friends a couple years ago, like, reluctantly shooting with them to being able to have the opportunity to be able to travel the world uh, doing what I love. Right, right. So what is a... Uh
0: So when did you sign with them? It was like 19 when you were 19? Oh, it was this year, actually. It was this year. Yeah, it
1: was back in February. February,
0: okay. So you haven't really gotten to do much with them with COVID and all that. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: because March is usually when fashion season starts. And then as we know, that's kind of when everything shut down. So I was going through like a lot of, I definitely learned a lot of the ropes, like the whole process of going into auditions and castings and just like how that goes. And I was like in a few pretty big castings. Uh, and there were a lot of big like runway type stuff coming up this year, uh, but it's just postponed right
0: now. Right. Well, tell me like you walking to a big audition. Like, tell me about yeah. that. Uh, the nerves and like all mm. the people. What is that like?
1: It's it's very hard for me personally. Uh, well, it was at first to get used to because it's very natural for me just to kind of compare myself to everyone in the room. Right. And when there's a uh, hundred of the best looking people in the world that are <laughs> right. all six four, wearing the exact same white <laughs> shirt and jeans it's like wow that person's taller than me that person's slightly more built. look at that person's delts or whatever but for me it was a learning experience because like it really made me appreciate like what i have about me like we could compare ourselves all day to people but that's not going to change who we are and that's not going to get you the like role you know right
0: yeah because you can't just spend all day trying to look like someone else because what if that person you know that company is looking for a different look entirely you know especially now because everything's sort of like less centralized i feel you know in Mm. terms of like what the correct body and what the correct like look is for a model you know for sure like it's changing drastically because it used to be like you know tall white women and that's like models you know Mm. but that's changing a lot
1: oh yeah it's great that's diversifying yeah it looks in general because like there's not one thing that's considered beautiful you know like there's a lot of different things that are beautiful
0: yeah well it is like uh more on the audition so like I don't even so I don't even know how like that looks like, right? Oh uh, yeah, I can kinda like, visualize yeah, it. Yeah. So like when there's like chairs, like what is what does it look like? Just like step one until you're like going into the room to actually try and do it, you know. Yeah,
1: so one of the biggest ones I auditioned for was Bench Fashion Week, which is a very huge global brand. Right. oh uh, I couldn't tell you how many guys were there, maybe a hundred. Yeah. Uh, but like we it was at this tower, kind of like a giant, giant building. And you're given a number at the beginning, you have to fill out all your stuff. They take your height. Uh, weight, they measure everything, your arms, your chest, shoulders, mm-hmm. waist, whatever. Uh, and then you just kind of wait. You take some still pictures before you go in, and you're usually in like a group of five or five or six or something. And they have you line up on the dots, like whenever it's your turn, your group's turn to go in. And there's like a panel of judges, like six intimidating judges right there. <laughs> and they, I don't, I don't know what they write down. Right. <laughs> but they have you walk one at a time, like you walk down, stop, pose, turn around, walk back. Oh, uh, and then the next person goes, and they go all the way down, and then all of you at the same time, and then you go back, and then you're done. Huh. So it's, you don't get to talk to them. It's very intimidating, wow. but it's so fun at the same time. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, do you feel, like, your heart rush a little bit, and you get a little yeah. sweaty at the palms and stuff? I
1: feel like it's more nerve-wracking before right. than, like, actually in it because before you're like, oh, my gosh, like, there's 106 six four like, shredded <laughs> dudes here and, like, yeah. the most beautiful girls right. there. And it's very intimidating, but just – being focused and just saying what can i do to be the very best version of me right now yeah for 15 seconds is the only thing i could focus on
0: yeah so what a so when you walk out of the room right then mm. what do you you don't hear anything maybe for weeks
1: you, sometimes it could be weeks it could be that day it could be oh, not okay. at all yeah, right, yeah not at all it's <laughs> like yeah. well i guess they didn't choose me then <laughs> yeah it's it's very like kind of up in the air whenever is
0: a pretty cutthroat, you would say, because there's, like, a lot of talent sort yeah. of working for the same roles a lot of the time.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And you see, you get to make a lot of friends because you see a lot of the same people uh, because, like, it definitely attracts, like, a lot of people from all over the world. Like, I have friends from Germany, like, Brunei, uh, like, Canada, uh, Argentina. It's, like, it's it's a pretty diverse group of people, and it's really cool just to meet a lot of people from all over the world. Right. Yeah, it's
0: super cool, especially mm-hmm. since you all share, like, a similar interest, and you're, like, working towards a similar goal because it can get competitive sometimes, but as long as you're able to keep, like, you know, stay friends because no one's really competing. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're all working together for the same goal. So.
1: Yeah, and we're all just, like, we all do the same thing. We live very similar lives. We're all striving every day to, like, be the best. We're not like, oh, it's me versus them. It's, like, me versus me, you know. Like, it sounds cheesy, but it's (laughs) true. Like, you're not working against the people. It's, like, do they want to choose you? It's not do they want to choose me over them or them over me.
0: Right, 100%, 100%. Mm. That's super cool. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. What, uh, so see, anything else you want to say? Like in terms of advice, like if like someone like, you know, 18, 19, trying to get into like Instagram modeling, mm-hmm. like what would you recommend
1: to them? I would just say be authentic. Don't try to copy other people because that's, that's kind of was what I was like at the beginning of my career was just trying to be like what I thought was cool or like what I was seeing online, what was trending. But instead of doing that, just like work on what works for you. Because what works for someone else might not work for you, and that might not be your look, that might not be your style. So just probably just finding out what works for you, your best angles, your best styles, and just working in those areas while also improving in your weak areas and just getting better overall. And then as far as, like, social media goes, just being consistent with it. Mm -hmm. And posting, I, I was telling my mom this the other day, like, she was like, how can I grow my social media? And I was like, what separates you from any other random account? Like, what makes you you? And what makes people want to follow you? And you should work on that, like mine's fitness and music, for example. Right. And, like, I post four times on my story a day. I try to keep my feet as clean as possible and just, like, posting various, like, styles, looks, like, different concepts. And just kind of expanding your profile and just really diversifying yourself and just pushing every day is what I would advice. Yeah. I
0: think consistency, definitely. And finding your niche, like you're saying, exactly. those are two probably like, yeah, most important things for sure. How did you decide that like fitness and music just from purely your interests? You are like, I love working on myself mm-hmm. and I love music. So that's my brand.
1: Yeah, that was pretty much exactly how it went. Like I've loved fitness since I wasn't chubby anymore when <laughs> I was like 13 <laughs> right. and I've loved music and it's not fake. It like it comes natural to me. And so I think just that being natural and being my passions at the same time just kind of really helped me find my niche. like Yeah. You said. Yeah. Let's talk about
0: like your fitness goals for a little bit. Like, yeah. uh, you know, coming from, you know, 13, you started working out. Did you play any sports or that kind of got you into that? Or I attempted to. Attempted
1: to. <laughs> Growing up, I was so bad at sports. Like I, I was hate. that kid that like when they went in, people would be like, oh, Tristan's <laughs> in again. Uh-huh. Easy out or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I think when I started going through puberty with 13, 12, whenever, I shot up like seven inches in a year. I got really strong. Uh, And I think just from that point on, I was like, I love this. Like, I have direct control over my body and my physical abilities. Like, why not work to be the best version of myself that I can be under my direct control? So I think just from that day on, I was like, I never want to be chubby again. Like, I want to be, I want to continually get better and stronger and better looking, like, physically. And I love fitness. Like, you've probably seen my stories. Oh, yeah. like (laughs) 50 times a day. Hitting the gym and shit, yeah. Yeah, I love the gym. Like, it's just, for me, the gym kind of feels like a release. And, like, when you're there... I don't think about anything outside the weights that I'm at right now. Right. So it's like all the troubles, all the worries, all 2020, whatever. Any girls in the past? They're all gone. They're, they're all probably out of my bumping head. some pop music. Yeah, bumping some Shawn Mendes. No, I listen to a lot of rap at the gym. And yeah, a couple Shawn Mendes and Backstreet Boys. Right, right. But like for me, just at the gym, it feels. Like an out-of-body experience in a way.
0: Yeah, it's meditative, right?
1: Exactly. Like some people that could be reading, that could be like doing this for you probably, right? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing this. I love
1: climbing mountains. That's my That's thing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like you, you get this. Like it just feels right and it feels like nothing else matters. It's just you and what you have control over at the moment. Right. 100%.
0: Do you uh, do you like do anything else for personal development at all that like you really like reading or like, you know, cycling or anything like
1: that? I, guess? I wish I did. Right. Uh, I was kind of getting into reading in the Philippines. My buddy Moritz kind of got me on reading because I, I honestly never really read much growing up as a kid yeah. because my attention spans pretty small. Yeah. Uh, but I think in the small time, like a couple months I was reading, I definitely experienced a lot of different things I haven't like in recent memory. Like I felt more calm. I felt more like mentally sharp. And it's, I might get back into that after yeah. today. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, person, all about personal development. i just making yourself better. It is. It yeah. matters. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to say?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I think we covered everything. Yeah. I just want to say thank you guys for having me on yeah. the show again. I really do appreciate it. And uh, what's th- what, uh, when I first saw you guys, like, I think what really stuck out to me was like just the whole quality and the quality of everything you guys do is just amazing. And you could really just see your passion in every interview that you guys do and all the podcasts and videos. So I just want to thank you guys for having me.
0: Nice. Thanks, Tristan. Where can uh, people find you? Shout out your Instagram handle. Yeah. Or your, you got a YouTube page? Uh, not yet. No. no, no. You got to start it.
1: Yeah. Uh, start yeah. YouTube, yeah. People are saying that I might start like a fitness yeah. YouTube. You should.
0: Something. Yeah. Like a like a clothing style, men's men's lifestyle yeah. sort of yeah. blog. That'd be cool, man.
1: I might, I might do it. After you should. Today. <laughs> yeah. But my Instagram's official, Tristan Taylor. If you just look up Tristan Taylor, you'll probably find it. Uh, follow the Media Lab, follow all these guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. I'm just on Instagram. Uh, I have a TikTok. You don't need to follow it. Oh, that. come on. Shout out the TikTok. Uh, it's, it's official Tristan Taylor as well. Woo. But it's just a lot of cringy content if you're into that stuff. So go for it. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's all
0: about the brand, getting those followers up, you know, getting oh, those yeah. views. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters it. in life, man. Yeah, followers so then and You likes. can advertise some like sports shirts. On yeah, your Instagram store you had some gym shots. <laughs> some gamer fuel, you know. Oh the G fuel oh, G have fuel. you ever had one of those? No, are they good?
1: I haven't. i I like kinda want you though. <laughs> I see all the, like, the discount codes on right. YouTube and stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't, I just don't, I have a rule, just don't try anything sold oh. on YouTube, you know? None of that yeah. manscape. None of oh, that. there's so many manscape videos nowadays. <laughs> none of that stamps.com. Oh, yeah.
1: What else is there?
0: I don't know. Those are, like, the They're getting free ones publicity when we show. Yeah, them. because I pay for YouTube Red <laughs> to not get ads, oh. and then they give ads on <laughs> my YouTube videos. Still. Is it worth it? Yeah, just because I I, I switched off a Spotify so I could use only YouTube music because they're the same subscription. So it's worth it for that because I watch a lot of YouTube. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Chrissy. Yeah, thank you.